We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Sam, listeners, Lightyear's podcast, do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when your beer is cold. Wow, that's amazing. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open up a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment and made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instinct Heart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. And as always, celebrate. Hey everyone, I wanted to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host the podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of all that, we'll get you your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for only $15 a month the same rate as any other hosting site would charge just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That is bwhustle.com join. Andy Lou, that was a weird Warriors game. They looked lethargic. I did not see that start coming. I did not. <laughs> I can't tell whether to be frustrated or optimistic. I feel like I feel like you can feel both at the same time with, with that game. It's just a very odd. It was like four to four after like five minutes almost. And yeah. I, I don't know whether to be annoyed. I don't think they scored for the first five minutes. Um, I do want to say, uh, before we get into it, I... Uh, I don't even know what to make of what's going on with uh, Washington, D.C. It's not why people listen to this podcast, but just truly embarrassing, disgusting stuff has to be called out. 
Yes. Yes. I a hundred percent agree. Although I guess it is a semi good thing that we live all the way over here. So at least be safe. Um, at least stay safe, but, uh, but disgusting almost couldn't work for like the entire day today, but just, uh, hopefully, hopefully the end <laughs> of an embarrassing era of, of history. But with that said, let's, let's get to the game here. Um, yeah, man, that was, uh, I mean, slow start. It ends with Steph tweaking his ankle. Uh, we're recording this right after the game, so I don't know, uh, you know, what the diagnosis is, but just based off of how he looked going off of it, it's not serious. Yeah, uh, there was also video. I don't know if you saw. Um, it didn't look too bad. Just the twist wasn't wasn't too terrible. It didn't look like the whole thing kind of bent over. It looked like it was just like a tiny little tweak. I mean, not great anyway. I think uh, Nick Friedel tweeted also that there was like a, a ice bag on his quad after the last game. So he's got the nicks and bruises going. This is the stuff that you're always worried about with Steph. So it looks like it's already adding up in game eight, but it didn't seem too bad overall, the optimistic side. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm not too... Uh, it, so let's 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 get into it then. The the concern is not Steph's skill level, talent, or ability to carry a team. It's if his body will allow him to carry the load that they need him to carry for seventy two games, right? Yep. And I don't even. I mean, for all we know, we'll we'll find out uh, by the time this podcast comes out tomorrow that you know maybe he's going to sit a game, maybe he's not. We, we're just going to wait and see at this point, but this Warriors team can't really get where they want to go, which is the playoffs. If Steph's missing more than a handful of games. all season. Yeah. Um, I think what's more, uh, I guess concerning is like, he had to do a lot today. It seemed like with the players around him and you could say part of it is Steve Kerr, Sam. I think part of it today was probably Steph. Uh, he also just didn't look like, he didn't look engaged the whole way. Yeah. yeah, it looked like game one, two. So I've, I, I took some, I took some notes here. I have some thoughts here on it. Um, part of it is just the Clippers are a high-end defensive team. You know how we talked about in the preseason. There are a bunch of teams who are competent defensively, and there's like a handful of teams who can elevate defensively. I think the the Clippers are in that four to five teams who can like reach a championship level of defense maybe they can't reach it on offense but on defense they can guard anyone when they want to and what I saw was limitations with the Warriors offense a little bit tonight where you're like uh they just have any space I don't know how else to put it like they you could tell they were only worried about Steph typical Ty Lue send three bodies at him and because it's the Clippers, <laughs> because it's the Clippers, it's like, okay, Beverly's a pest, but Beverly's probably their worst defender, which tells you everything you need to know, right? Like, I mean, PG, Kawhi, Ibaka, and um, even Batum. I mean, those are all long, rangy guys. Two of them God, are two Batum, of them. Batum, just what a... What a comeback what a window. Yeah, what a comeback. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know what he's coming back from. Coming back from not trying. I hear you on the defense. Um, I think... The problem too is that you can't just bench Kelly Oubre. Like you look at this game and you like you're immediately you're like, oh, he doesn't have it tonight. Let's just sit him down, right? Because if you do, then you can play Damian Lee, and I think it goes a lot better. But you, I don't think Steve Kerr wants to do that. We saw what he did with Jordan Poole before putting Kent Bazemore in, and also Oubre is getting paid 15, 14 million a year. He kind of has Ubre's to play. Doing 
positive stuff on defense defense right and, uh, and, but, and like rebounding in other way but it's just so redundant um it's, it's a lot it's it's a lot where yeah you have a couple of good games shooting but man just over five tonight that just it's just unacceptable i think they i think they think his shooting will come around i mean you have to he has too long a track record but like this is absurd how bad he's shooting the ball i mean tonight four for 13 oh for six from three eight total points yeah, he had a he had a steal, um, five rebounds. He only played 24, 25 minutes, so it's not like it's not like Kerr stuck with him. Um, but he's got to hit. I mean, the threes he got were largely wide open. Like on another down at the ground before shooting him too. What is that? Another on another stuff. on another night. Um, he might go three for six, four for six, and Steph might have like eight, nine assists instead of five. And not that, you know, the stats matter, but like him hitting those shots might open up the court and free up Steph to get going a little more. And I, I mean, t- tonight comes down to shot making for me more than anything. I thought they played more than good enough defense to win, but eight for 30 from three point lines, not getting it done, right? Like you're not going to beat. Yeah, they might be able to out defense and win against a uh, a Sacramento team if they're just not shooting the ball well, right? But like against a team like the Clippers, you kind of have to go like you got to give me like thirty seven percent as a team, so not like twenty seven. So the question then, let me ask you because James Wiseman played Wiseman played eighteen minutes tonight. He had. 10 points and four rebounds, only minus seven in the box score stat. But if you watch the game, which we all did, not great. <laughs> not great. Probably one of his, which is also to be expected against a team where he has to protect the rim against Kawhi and PG, right? He has to go out against him. Then he has got play guys like Lou Williams, kind of shifty guys. And then he has to guard Serge Ibaka, right? So not much you expect from him. But Sam, what do you do I mean, this in is a game a, like this? This is, a, this is the best team He's played he's, since he's Draymond's been back. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. Like that's. What, but what do you do here if you're Steve Kerr? Because I agree with you. The defense was great tonight, or was very good tonight. Um, they got open shots. If Steph plays better, they either win or it's not a ten point loss or whatever it was, seven points. Do you? Pascal was ph- phenomenal. By the way, I would like to take a victory lap on that one. I called Pascal <laughs> being good before the season. I liked him off the bench. Seven fourteen tonight. Over uh, five five from the. I mean, he was the only guy that was off him. He was the only guy, really. Wiggins, him, and Wiggins were the only guys that played well, which is insane. Um, I mean, like, what do you do? Do you do? You just, well, I, do you I feel him? like one thing I didn't like from Wiseman today is I, s- I kept seeing him trying to run dribble handoffs, and I get it. That's a big part of the Warriors' offense, and he needs to figure out how to do that because any competent big man needs to be able to run a triple handoff, right? Like it's not the most complicated thing in the world, but for a rookie against a team like the Clippers who are as good as you're going to get defensively, probably I feel like they should have probably just put him a little more in pick and roll, let him roll to the rim. He had his most success tonight, just kind of, you know, attacking the rim as a dunker, as uh, a role man as doing basic stuff like that. Like maybe the Clippers are not the night you should be trying to expand his game. Um, I feel like his, his stint in the fourth quarter is they, they were probably going to lose the game. Uh, if Steph and Draymond were mostly terrible on offense tonight, yeah. they're probably not going to win a game against the Clippers. If those guys aren't performing on offense, but it does feel like that fourth quarter spelled Wiseman's when they lost the game. And 
I think this is Kerr's issue where he can't decide when he wants to develop guys versus mm-hmm. when he wants to go for the win. Like it's hard to do both things. It's why typically teams are either contending or developing, not doing both at the same time. I also don't, yes. I also don't know if putting Pascal in means you're going to win the game, but no. I can see what, right. It's like, Oh, I mean, he played well. He also didn't play majority of the game with Draymond because that's not what he does. So now you're pulling him, putting him in a brand new situation where it's like, I don't know what he's going to do. He's not going to have the ball in his hands like he is in the second unit. But objectively, he was a lot better than Wiseman. So you're almost like, well, it doesn't matter, right? He probably gives you a better chance. I don't know how frustrated I am with that. I genuinely just think whatever. Like those guys, I don't know how big of an impact. The problem here is that Steph had a lot of shots where he spent a lot of time kind of just not taking the first look. Like not even not being aggressive because I think he had the ball in his hands a fair amount. But it's just like, just shoot the ball. Yeah, I can't, I can't, that really, usually, I can't yeah, really put my finger on what was going on shoot there. Shoot it, yeah. I got it earlier in the season where he felt like right. – where he was struggling right. to um, – or he's just getting used to the situation because he's used yep. to playing with a better team where it's like, just keep, keep moving, you'll get a better shot. And this isn't the type of team that's going to find him at the end of the shot clock. Um, Seemed to figure some stuff out against the Blazers and the Kings and even before that against like Chicago and whatnot. And it just felt like a little bit of a regression here. So maybe this is just what we have to expect. Maybe it's going to be up and down for another 10 or so games until he truly figures out where he wants to be and like how to pick his spots. Because like the reality is you don't get the good of Steph, which is his ability to play off of other guys and, um, you know, make them better by not being ball dominant without the bad, which is like, dude, just pick your spots. You're way too tentative, right? Like it's, it's both sides of the same coin. Like he's never, you can't ask him to be Russell Westbrook and then be surprised that if he goes full Russ, he's going to shoot the team out of games many times. Right. There is after watching Russ tonight and what he did with Beal going for 60 and a loss. uh, Don't think that that's what Warriors want. Uh, all the time. I just, it, it, it was just a little odd. I'm trying to phrase it the right way. It's just, right. you just, you saw what, like, I'm thinking of Steph, right? Like, like I'm speaking to him. It's like, you were the one that realized when you're aggressive, that the team went with you. Right. And after a few wins, it just genuine, it's just surprising that you just go back to what was happening in the first few games of the season, what he's done in the season's past. Um, I think part of it too, is because, well, it was kind of a close game throughout with the way that he was playing. So he can't just suddenly turn it on and just suddenly say, I'm going to shot on, right? I don't want to say it was a playoff game, but it felt like a, it felt like a slower paced playoff, like possession to possession game. Am I wrong yeah. there? Yeah. Yeah. No, it was. It was, well, I think partly too, because that's how the Clippers wanted to play. Right. Right. There, right. there were moments, there were moments where the, they played fast. Um, but also I think those were moments where it was the bench. Like it was, it was Pascal, it was Bazemore, right, it was right. those guys that actually pushed pushed the pace. Versus you've got, and also, come on, Looney, another atrocious night. Just yeah, can we? I don't can, know what he's. Oh, can my. we? Can we officially retire the Looney Draymond lineups? This team doesn't have enough offense to play those two together. Just, just miserable. I just, I think he had a good last game. Like I, it was fine, but it's just the handoff. He's here's the thing. Here's the most frustrating part with him. It's He's the smartest player on the team outside of Stefan Draymond, right. but he's not that smart. <laughs> like he's, he's missing entry passes. He's like not in rebounding position. 
he's helping when he shouldn't be helping versus a guy that Draymond's guarding where why are you helping Draymond has him it's a one-on-one situation you're fine go stay on your man right so he's like doing these things where you're like man if you're the vet on the team and you're supposed to be a high IQ player and you're still making those mistakes why are you even playing so I'm with you I I just I can't I just I can't stand watching Kevon Looney anymore it's bad because he um and this was I can't remember who said this to me they said they thought that Warrior fans overrated Looney because he played with Steph, Clay, KD, and he could fit in a role, and he was going to look a lot worse when he was playing in more of a normal lineup, which is like you got your superstar in Steph, but then like you got Wiggins, who's kind of you know he's a good player, but he's not like he's not Clay Thompson, he's not Kevin Durant, and like Uber and stuff like that, and you know he'd look a lot more average and. That's kind of what I'm seeing right now from Looney, to be honest. Like, he looks such like a dime a dozen waiver wire guy to me at this point. And I don't know, maybe that changes, but it doesn't look like he developed a reliable three-point shot. And if he didn't develop any sort of outside shot, like, I don't know what's really going on here. Well, that's the one thing that you can have if you're, even if you're hurt, right? Even if you're hurt, you can at least work on the shot and, and build that up. And that's not even like that's not even close to being there. At least Wiseman was able to hit a couple jumpers tonight. So, I mean, Wiseman Wiseman is like the third best shooter on the team. Um, I want to. I mean, uh, now Wiggins is up there, so yeah. I want to. I want to take this back to Steph real quick. Um, Yeah. I'm curious if he plays on Friday. Steve Kerr's just came out and said it's not serious. He just tweaked it. Yeah. That does not mean he plays on Friday. Um. I could easily see the Warriors being like sit and get four days rest and play for Sunday. But if he does play on Friday, I'm curious to see what kind of adjustments they make. Because the one thing I noticed from the uh, Blazers back-to-back baseball series is I think that this can be very advantageous for the Warriors. I think, okay, they, they don't have the most talent in the league, but they do have one of the top five players, uh, the best defensive player in the NBA, Draymond Green, two like both are high IQ players, and they have a, a pretty damn good coaching staff. Where I feel like when they play these teams like the Clippers, who are better than them, they just are. There's more talent in the Clippers roster. Um, they might lose the four games to the Clippers in the course of a regular season normally, but if you play a team back to back, you get to see them and adjust. I feel like the Warriors have a very good chance at splitting the series because it's hard to beat a team two times in a row. If the other team is good and has some feeling for you, like say what you want. Steph hasn't like, have you ever seen a Steph Curry team in the, in any playoff series get swept? No, like, no, No, he's not LeBron. He's not LeBron. Um, (laughs) more, more also, also not LeBron moral victories aren't a thing. Right. So they lost this game. Before the game, I told you that I thought the Warriors would lose by 20 tonight. The effort that they gave out or the type of play that they did tonight was expected. I thought they would just go back to being kind of like, all right, you're going to make dumb mistakes. Kelly Oubre stepping out of bounds. You're going to miss guys. You're going to not be able to shoot. Like, I thought all of that was going to be a thing. Oubre definitely came through on your prediction. Yeah. Like, I thought all of that was going to be a thing, but I also thought that they were going to lose by 20. Like, and, and then I thought on Friday, though, Steph will come out. Like, Steph will come out, be more aggressive. He'll start hitting shots. Like, like, that was my idea. Like, right? Yeah. Classic like Portland. Exactly like Portland. That's how I thought it would go. For some reason, they were able to keep it close tonight. I think part of that, the Clippers played last night. Uh, so it was an end of a back-to-back, which is actually worse for Steph and Draymond because if you look at it, it was a tie game with five minutes left. The this other really should have been the game that they took. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. You know what I mean? This is That's their first. Steal. You should steal that. 
this is their first close loss of the season. So it feels like they gave the game away. Um, you and I both know the reality is they're probably going to lose close games uh, later in the season. It's just, it's been a weird season because the three games they lost, they got embarrassingly blown out. And then the, uh, the four games they won, three of them I would define as pretty damn close to the wire. And then one of them, they blew them out. So it's, it's the first time we've seen the Warriors in a uh, competitive game where they came out on the wrong side of it. Yeah. Yeah. Also, also think there's just a lot of a. Um, it's just easy to react to every single one right now. Yeah, of course. Because we're not. Because well, you were just. You're not used we're to potting it. after. You, <laughs> we are. We are. But you're also not used. I think Warriors fans are also like the last. No, last year didn't count in terms of reactions. But the years before, I mean, think about it. The three years before, right. the Warriors lose a game. Do you really give a shit? Like it's just kind of like all right. Yeah, as, as, long, we're not as, long, as long as they're not Sam, fighting on court at halftime, it's it's or at the end of the game. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> Sam's like Sam's like, you want to go tonight? I'm like, no, I don't want to go tonight. <laughs> What's the point? Right? We can wait till the weekend. You know what I mean? But now it's like it's like, oh, how did Michael Mulder play tonight? We're breaking it down how well Michael Mulder played because that somehow matters to the bottom line, which it kind of does. But it's it does. It's just it's just it, it's a it's just one game. Things happen. Steph wasn't aggressive. Didn't shoot well. Um, and then their defense was a lot better than expected. Wiseman wasn't good. If I were Steve Kerr, I'd probably play Wiseman too. Like I'd probably close those, close those Wiseman. Um, I'd probably play more Day and Lee, um, which I'm not too he big played, fan of. He played fantastic. 22 minutes tonight. He has yeah. been their second best shooter behind Steph. Um, I do agree with you. They, they need to play him a little more uh, to open things up. I think this is also the first – good competitive game they've had versus a great defense like you know like is, Mil- yeah. milwaukee milwaukee and brooklyn were over before they started and then every other team they played is not a team i would define as a good defensive team so it's like the first game they've played that actually matters defensively and and i think top to bottom steph draymond kerr who are really like the brain trust of the team they didn't, you know, they they looked like it was their first time playing against a team like this with this roster. So, yeah, I need to see, um, I, I want to see the adjustments. Hopefully, Steph plays on Friday because uh, I'm just curious to see what it looks like. Um, but, you know, as of tonight, like Steve Kerr right now is saying how much he loves the roster. He's saying they really This compete. is the classic Steve Kerr. Yeah, this is classic. I mean, they do compete hard. I like. I, I don't. I, I'm not a. I'm not a moral victory guy either. But did I walked out of this game with a similar feeling to you, where it's like, if they stay healthy, this is a very clear playoff team. Yeah, yeah, I, Fla- I agree. Flaws and all, they're making the playoffs. Well, if you if, and think about it from Kurt's perspective, if you're a coach and you're watching this game, I, first of all, I, I don't. I actually don't think there's anything Steve Kerr did wrong in this game necessarily. Sure, I'm not. Especially I'm not saying either. Especially yeah. across an entire 72 game season. Look, man, if you really wanted this game, Steph played 35 minutes tonight. If you only win them playing 40 minutes, like, right. like you, Paul George played 39 minutes. Damn near seemed like Tyron Lue wanted to win the game more. Like I don't. And, know, and you and I both know if this is uh, April and. A loss means they're not in the playoffs, and a win means they are. He's yeah. they're playing forty-two minutes. Yeah, and Draymond actually played thirty-one tonight, by the way. So he actually played his first usual time he's been over minutes. thirty tonight. Yep. Yeah, and he was fine energy-wise. Like he was fine. He wasn't very good, but he was fine energy-wise. Um, he actually was fine uh, play-wise. I'm not gonna say he wasn't good. Um, but the thing is, like, um, I lost my train of thought. But the, I, there's just there. 
there's so many games in a season that I think this is not the game where you look back and think, damn, like they lost one. Like this one got away. Right. Like, I don't think this, this is that type of effort. If they had lost to maybe the Blazers in that game, or if they had somehow lost to the Kings. Right. I think that's the type. I think this is the game where they're probably not even ready to win this game tonight. That's not, that's not something that you're going in and thinking, Ooh, like five minutes left. Like who did they have at the end? The starting five, right? They had the yeah, starting they, they, five in at the end. You're correct. Yes. And, 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 and then you're going up against Leonard, Beverly, George, Batum and Ibaka. Like, are you really thinking if you put Eric Pascal in that, that this thing is going to be a win? Are you thinking if you put Damian Lee? Like, I don't – I think I'm okay with this loss. I think the process was fine. I think also one of the biggest things is that Andrew Wiggins looks like he can guard uh, elite-level offensive talent. Okay, let's uh, – yeah, before yes, we – let's uh, end with him because I want to talk about Andrew Wiggins. I actually have I, – I wanted to say let's do Wiggins and let's do Draymond okay. real quick. Okay. Um, Wiggins, first off, how smooth does that off the dribble three look? Okay. All right. I'm, I'm waiting. His... I'm waiting for, um, you know, the other shoe to drop, but like right now it looks so good. And, and I don't see anything with it that like makes me think it's not a repeatable form. Well, the, I think the, uh, the step back mid range is repeatable. Okay. I think that's like something that can go in consistently, right? Because it's so smooth. He creates contact and then creates separation all in one motion without losing balance and just puts it in from like 10 feet away. And I think you could do that all day. The three, <laughs> the three is like, I don't know if you can do that from 24 feet consistently. I mean, like that's James Harden stuff, right? That's Steph Curry stuff. But uh, I'm with you. They're also not, not, they're not, they're not contesting it. They're saying you can have it from 24. <laughs> and if he, if he, if he keeps hitting it at like 48%, which is, the I don't rate, know how you can test it though. He's well. I mean, same way you can test Harden. Um, you get a little more into him. Like, yeah, I'm. I'm with you. If yeah. if they're if they start guarding him like he's Harden or KD with that shot, it's probably not going you've in. Under it. You've all. You, but then if you're the Warriors, you've lost a one. Like if they, yeah, if they guard yeah. you like that. Yeah. If if yeah. they're willing to if they're willing to get up on Wiggins 24, 25 feet away, that's yep. the biggest win ever for the Warriors. So. Um, I mean, but other than that, let's, let's talk about it. He's, he's been excellent. I think his defense, his defense has been yes. significantly better than Oubre. Oubre is a madman. Oubre's the flash. He's the flash. He makes flash plays, like the chase yes. down blocks. And like, yes. it, it, it's not even that Oubre is bad or anything. It's just that he's like, he's like a little kid who doesn't know what they're doing, but just running with all sorts of energy. But like he uses wingspan in ways that are very useful. Whereas Wiggins is, I think Wiggins legitimately knows how to play defense, like uh, in a team scheme. He understands rotations and uh, his energy level has been pretty good for the Warriors too. Like that's, that's always been the biggest thing with the Wolves, right? Like he'll show you, he can do it. And then you're like, why is he napping all game? I mean, his emotions are also hilarious. Him and, Wick and Wiseman sometimes, yeah. I don't know if they actually, actually want to – I don't know if they actually know that the basketball game is going on. It's just uh, – but, but, but he is uh, – there was a play where he moved his feet against Kawhi Leonard. And uh, it just it reminded me kind of Clay Thompson, where Clay Thompson was starting to lock up Kawhi Leonard in the 2019 right. NBA Finals. Like, he kind of figured him out and just say, I know what you're going to do. You're big as fuck. All you do is just try to sh put your shoulder – like it's like LeBron. You put your shoulder through someone, except Kawhi is actually automatic for mid-range and like LeBron, right? He's, so he's got a better touch, yeah. I mean, Kawhi's got yeah. an amazing touch from 10 to 15. He doesn't miss. He doesn't <laughs> miss. So, but there, were, there was a possession where Wiggins got in front of him, knew what Kawhi was going to do. Kawhi had no choice but to travel, right? Like, that's the type of stuff where you're like, he's, he's not only quick, he's also like 
a lot stronger this season defensively and actually offensively. I mean, I mean we've seen the foes. Yeah, right, right, <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I feel pretty good about where Wiggins is. Like, it's impossible to watch this Warriors team and not think, like, man, if they had Clay, what would happen? But uh, no, you know, it is what uh, it is. Yeah. It, to me, it's a developmental year. Uh, they're going to make some noise. They're going to do some good things with it. Um, I want to get well, to with, oh, also one more one more thing too with with Clay. If he's in, they also don't play Wiseman. It'll close the game. Like it's it's Steph, Probably. Clay, Wiggins, Draymond at the four or Draymond at the five, Ubre at the four. So or whatever, whatever, however you want to throw it. Like <laughs> Wiseman's not closing that right, but that's because it's Clay. Ste- Steph Draymond all the wings. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it, and that'll that'll that's that probably wins this game, but is what it is. It is what it is. You gotta just you gotta deal with the cards you're dealt. Um, I want to talk about Draymond here. Uh, one, I think Defensive Player of the Year is legitimately going to be achievable for him uh, because he's still not in shape, like in terms of his breathing and you know just everything coming off COVID, right? Like this is the first game he played over thirty minutes. They looked, they had no business looking that good defensively, in my opinion. When you consider like Kelly Oubre is still kind of a young player, has no clue what he's doing. James Wise is a 19-year-old rookie. Andrew Wiggins is kind of a punchline prior to coming to the Warriors. This is all Draymond getting them organized. And uh, I'm I'm underselling everything Draymond does like himself. Like I'm making it sound like he's just a coach, you know? Um, I, he's still the best defensive player in the NBA. And like, I don't think it's close when he's engaged just because of all the little things you can do for a team. Like Kawhi is probably better man-to-man, but Kawhi is not – Kawhi is not getting James Wiseman and Kelly Oubre to be productive next to him. Kawhi is just locking oh, up his man, oh. right? Um, you, made a, you made this point – oh, yeah, go ahead. I'm you I was, no, you go ahead. I, I was going to say, like, you made this point on the, the locker room. Uh, it's on Lightyear's Premium um, that – how long do you think that the warrior uh, Draymond is going to be patient with some of these guys? And there was a possession where it wasn't on defense, but Draymond had the ball in the short corner, throws a bounce pass to Wiseman who drops it. Right. The Warriors end up scoring anyway. I think, I think Kelly Oubre, I think put it back in um, or, or somebody ended up scoring, but you can see Draymond on the side kind of like throw his head up in the air. I mean, I would too, because it was literally <laughs> a wide open pass. All the Wiseman has to do is freaking pick it up and dunk the ball. And he just drops it. And, uh, like, that was, I think, the only time I've seen him, uh, like, kind of have that body language, which if you're playing with Wiggins, Oubre, and Wiseman, I mean, he probably could do that. In theory, you would expect it more. Yeah. (laughs) If I were him. So, yeah, I am curious to see how long it lasts. It's only game three since he's been back. Four. Uh, And there's about 64 games left. So, uh, 63 games left. So, we'll see how long kind of the teacher dream on stuff lasts. Um, but I think also part of it's um, if I were him, and this goes back to who you want to close the game with, if you want Wiseman to become the franchise center and to close games, you kind of have to play him at the end of the game. Yeah, you, you yeah, yeah. I mean, I it's, don't know what you want from this team. It's – um. We talked on it earlier. Like, I, I, I wish they just got him in more simple actions, but it also is what it is. Like, we're not really giving the uh, Clippers enough credit here. Like, they are a great defensive team. They have a lot of high IQ defenders. They forced Wiseman into positions he was uncomfortable in. That's going to happen. He'll figure it out over time. Um, I want to get back to Draymond, though. So, we talked about the positive here. I 
don't want to dwell on the negative, but he took three shots today. He's taken 11 shots in four games. Um, I think tonight was the first night we noticed his lack of scoring being an issue. And to me, it's like, I don't think Steph could spring free because it's not just Draymond, but it's, it's the combination of we'll give Kelly Uber those shots. We know Draymond's not going to shoot the ball. We'll give Wiggins the shots he wants. And all of a sudden it's like, it, it feels like 2001 76ers where it's just like Steph is Iverson. And it's just like, you know, if the other guys beat us, so be it. Right. And I think Draymond has to do a little more on offense here. He has to take more shots. He has to score. He has to look to score a little bit more. Um, it's early. I know he's – it's tough to criticize him because, A, they're a great defensive team, or they're looking like they have a chance to be a good defensive it's, team because of Draymond. And, B, I mean, he's their best passer. He does a lot of things on offense just in this <clears> passing. Uh, but, you know, tonight we, we saw, like, he has to be able to at least put 10 points on the board if they're not going to guard him. He had Lou Will on him posting yeah. up, and he didn't even take advantage of it. So that's that's more, I think, mentality. Um, I think he's smart enough to – so for me, it's not even a three-point shooting um, because he had, he had so two separate plays. One was he has wide open three, drives into the lane. I don't know what he was doing. Throws it away, right? Paul George picks, picks off the, uh, the outlet pass to the wing. Or the kickout pass of the wing. And the next possession, I think he has Pat Bev on him, goes right by him on like a spin dribble that throws up alley-oop to Wiseman. Um, and I think that's what needs to be consistent. That's the play where you're like, you need him, like forget about shooting the three, but just get to the hole and just create something, right? Either go up for a layup, fouled, or throw it up to Wiseman or kick it on the opposite side and pray that Kelly Ray is going to make a shot. Um, versus right now, he's not even trying to bring people to him. He's just directing people around and saying, this is right. where you need to go. And that's going to be fine against the Portland Trailblazers and the Sacramento Kings. And honestly, probably like 23 teams in the NBA. Like, but I, I, would, I, would, say, I would say 15, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> but against, you know, yeah, against the Clippers top, are, top Clippers five, team, top five the Clippers. Team, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, top five, easily, easily top five. You can say top two even, right? Top two, top three. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that shit's not going to fly, which I think as we get out of here, the optimistic take is that you're playing a championship contender. I don't think that the Clippers were taking the night off. It didn't seem to me like they were. It seemed like to me that, first of all, Kawhi's playing a back-to-back. Paul George was hurt, didn't play last night. They didn't have to play tonight. Like There were questions that whether those guys were going to play at all. Um, and Pat Bev is never going to take a night off, right? So I don't think this team was saying, oh, we're just going to coast through the Warriors, and that's why the Warriors was close. I thought they actually wanted to beat them and wanted to beat the brakes off. Or maybe Adam Silver called them and said, it's on ESPN, and the Warriors are one of only three teams in the league anyone watches, so suit them up. Uh, No, no, you're right. That is like 99% sure that's true. (laughs) (laughs) I think think you're right, though. Um, I thought the intensity of the game was impressive uh, for an early season game, especially. I don't think the Clippers were sloppy. I think the Clippers actually just had a hard time running some offense. Can I can I get one quick Clipper point in here? Yep. Do they generate easy offense at any capacity? Like everything is like Kawhi, everything PG, hurts. Lou Will one on one. And like to be fair, Kawhi is one of the best one on one players in the league. PG's pretty good. Lou's it's, definitely good at it, but it's just like 
the difference between them and the Lakers is like LeBron just generates easy offense for everyone. And meanwhile, like Kawhi is the dude who takes advantage of bad offense, right? Well, it's, 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 I know, I, I think it's like the Brooklyn's. It, it's just they play the same style. Everything is so difficult. Everything is just, it's like playing pickup basketball. It, it's just they don't, right? And, and your coach, it's like, what's Tyron Lewis supposed to do about it? He's not that. T- he's not an offensive genius. He he's a guy that I think is a better coach than Doc Rivers, but he's not coming at her implementing a Steve Kerr system. Also, Paul George and Kawhi can play a Steve Kerr system. That's not, that's not how those guys play basketball. So, um, and they don't have like you've said this a million times. They don't have a lead guard or someone that's looking to get people the ball. Like put Ricky Rubio on this team. Like put Ricky Rubio instead of Lou Williams. Like this team will probably be a lot better. You know, it's um, funny. I was, I was, I was, uh, I was chopping it up with uh, Tommy and, and Maples, and I'm like, who is the worst player you could put on the uh, on the Clippers to make you like feel confident that they could win a title? And Rubio was definitely the player mentioned. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, like that's. Like, I think. About, I mean, I also really like Rubio. Yeah, um, I mean, he's he's yeah, fine. Just, he's, he's totally fine. He makes he makes all the sense in the world for this Clipper team, right? It's it really like it really does, and so I think, and also I think that bodes well for the Warriors because the Warriors, the problem defensively is not that he can't guard you one on one, like Ubre one on one, fantastic, Wiggins one on one, fantastic, Draymond same thing, um, even Steph fine one on one, but it's it's if you're playing like the uh, it's like if you're playing the Blazers or the Milwaukee Bucks, right, guys that are a little bit more motion heavy or just driving kick and then right. more shooters then the Warriors can't really guard him. But if you got Kawhi and PG backing down all day long, I don't think that's that bad if you're, if you're the Warriors. That's actually what they're bread and butter. They, they can only guard those guys. Like, uh, and then, and then, but watch when you play LeBron AD pick and roll, it's over. I, I think that thing might get ugly. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. The Clippers may be a good matchup for them. It may be. But we'll see on Friday. We'll, we'll see what it looks like. Hey, I'm, I'm most uh, – we'll end on this point. I'm most excited about uh, – seeing how they respond on Friday. It sounds like Steph is going to play as of late Wednesday night. Um, you know, it's always subject to change, but like it does seem to me like this bodes well for the Warriors uh, to get through the season that these, these baseball series, like I have a very hard time seeing the Warriors get swept in two in a row. Um, too many smart, oh, yeah, more confidence than me. Yeah. Wow. Oh, you think so? I think, I think, um, in a normal season, if they played the Clippers, the Clippers beat them three out of four, if not four out of four. Um, when you do two back-to-back, I feel like they can split that every time. No, I think they can. I feel like they can. I also feel like this is probably the game that they should have done it um, because they had a prime Yeah, 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 I agree. It, it, it does feel like, like this was the won, game I thought, yeah, the they table. would lose by. Yeah. But but again, like Steph might play better, but also Kawhi and PG weren't that great either. So no, you might won't. get a higher scoring game and 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 that's kind of but it felt like i don't know if they let this get away though i think uh, that's the final thing i'd say i don't think they let this one i don't think warriors fans should be like oh like they should have won this game i don't right clippers are a better team they played better they deserve to win um and then it's just kind of what happens on on friday if i were the warriors i might not play Steph on friday i might just call that one the difference the difference in this game is literally three point shooting they made eight of they made 11 the Warriors made eight of them that is full circle the same amount full circle we're going full circle. It's sometimes that simple. I think both teams played pretty good defense. Both teams had a hard time generating offense. It happens. I think the biggest positive and the biggest reason Warrior fans should feel good is if this team played the Clippers on Christmas, they would have lost by 30. And we're now only at January 6th, 7th. 
and they're already ready to start competing with these teams. Are they better than the Clippers? No, but they can at least make it a game worth your time. Yep. Wow, look at you. And just wait till Derek Rose is, you know, <laughs> leading the leading the bench unit. Oh, okay, that's a great way to end. <laughs> All right, so All right we'll be we'll be back. We'll be back. Appreciate it, guys.